And that is an initial learning where uh, it's not like you have one recipe and it will work to everybody. Uh, and you need to be able to adapt and understand that need of that customer before bringing a solution, but before trying to sell it. So, so listening before talking is, is extremely important. Now, of course, I come from a technical background. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Wise and Addicts podcast, a place where we interview uh, business leaders in the ag industry uh, to learn more about their thoughts, their ideas about marketing, communication, and business in general. Uh, today, I have here with me Tiago Santos. Tiago is the Global Technical Director uh, at AB Vista. Uh, Tiago, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Ricardo. Thanks for inviting me. Awesome, awesome. So... As usual, Tiago is going to be sharing a few of his experiences here with us, uh, his inputs and insights on how things are going today with the industry. Uh, and, and yeah, Tiago, uh, we'd like to start learning a little bit more about you. Can you share a little bit more about your background? Yes, sure. So, um, yeah, Tiago Santos, I am uh, originally, I'm, I'm, I graduated as a vet from Paraná University, Federal Paraná University in Curitiba. Uh, start working in the industry straight out of a university as nutritionist in an integration system called Globo Aves. I think it's quite well known in, in, in Brazil. Uh, and from there, moved to AB Vista, where I've been for a while already, working on different areas, on, on especially on the technical side. But I think on the last four or five years, incorporating also other areas of the business like services and service development and marketing uh, that I worked with for five years uh, and now uh, quality and regulatory. So yes, uh, been with my family, live here in the UK from the last six years, have also wife and two kids. You see, you met the younger one uh, and then who knows if the older one is not going to come in in a second also. More dessert. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, Tiago, you're living there in the uh, UK for over yep. six years now? Yes. Awesome. That's nice. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Tiago, uh, we have like a set of uh, standard questions we like to ask mm -hmm. our uh, interviewees before we jump into business discussions. And the next thing uh, I want to ask you is if you can highlight to us a few of the main experiences you had so far, and please be, you know, Feel free to share personal, professional, or professional uh, experiences and achievements. Yeah, so good question. I think it's always important to balance professional and, and personal experiences. Uh, I think on the personal side, being able to to move away and, and, and live in a different country with all the challenges and the benefits that it brings to to you and how to to raise a family in a, in a difficult environment like this. I think that has been a really interesting experience for me and my family. Uh, I've been off twice already. First time it was just me and my wife, also here in the UK for around four years and six years now with, with, with a bigger family and the two kids. And it's interesting to see how the experience is also different because of that. I think your priorities are different. 
I think on the professional side, I have had a lot of interesting experience. I think working in Global Avis was really important for me. It was probably a second school. I was just graduating from university and had a huge opportunity to work as a nutritionist in one of the the key uh, uh, players in that industry in Brazil. And being able to absorb that responsibility uh, was something that was really important, how to engage with different areas of the business and how to better understand the integrator system or as the nutritionist of that business. That was really something that, that was a really important experience for me. And then I think in AB Vista also, because when I started in AB Vista, AB Vista was a really a, a, a small business. And on these 16 years that I've been in, in AB Vista, the experience to understand the growth of the business, geographical, different species, different products, uh, and how you need to also adapt to this new reality and how the business needs to change to be able to continue to grow. I think this has been also really important experiences in my, my professional life. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, uh, this plural experiences, they, they help us build who we are, right? I had experience to live abroad for uh, two times, actually, in Australia and uh, in the Middle East. And that definitely like uh, brought so much value to me as a person and, of course, as a reflex uh, to my professional life also. Of course. Um, and Tiago, you were mentioning, well, maybe I should uh, save some of those questions later, but you were mentioning uh, your experience, your long experience in AB Vista and... Uh, how much growth you've seen since you're there, right? Since it was a much smaller company uh, to now where you guys are having a global uh, global impact in multiple regions. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the core business and focus you guys are having today uh, when it comes to animal nutrition? Yeah, so I think AB Vista is still today the biggest... When we people talk about AB Vista, the first thing probably that comes into people's mind is is enzymes. And, and especially the use of enzymes in monogastrics. I think the, the business has been able to expand on that. I think today we are already a big player into other industries like East and, and East byproducts, uh, betaine, and expanding into, into gut health uh, uh, alternatives such as new products that we have bring into the market like Cygnus and Progress. These things have, we have seen the, the needs and the, and the goal to expand the business and to bring this value that we can bring to our customers, not only in that one specific area. Uh, growth into ruminants uh, is something that is also part of, of this development. And we have already a good portfolio of products for, for ruminants also. And aqua is, is the other area that we are incorporating and, and, and focusing more in the last two or three years. And again, we have seen growth in 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 all of these areas of course a lot of all of them are different uh production is different in different parts of the world and is different for different species uh but i think when you have a good support and a good knowledge in specific areas and you are able to understand how that can bring value to that customer uh, you can add value. And if you can add value, we can be a strong partner for that customer. And that's how we have grown uh, AB Vista in the last 
15, 20 years is to partner with our customers to try to bring the best benefit for them because that creates the engagement and the support to continue to work together. Awesome, awesome. Uh, and uh, uh, now, before in Global Avis and now in uh, uh, AB Vista, you've been through these different uh, roles and today you're the Global tech Technical Director, I believe, for all, the, all these different species, right? Including Aqua yes. also? Yes. Okay, awesome. And uh, okay, you probably have a lot of challenges in your day-to-day. -day. Uh, <laughs> how do you think your parents would, would describe what you do today? Um, yeah, good question. I think they would say that I work selling products that go into animal feed. What, what to be fair, it's a simple and accurate uh, way to, to explain what I do. At the end, everyone, all of us want to sell something, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. To, to exactly. The, broad, the process, right? Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. My father was an economist, so he would never had this negative feeling about the selling. Selling is not bad. And I think that's something that is important for all of us. We are all selling all the time. Uh, when you're selling something that brings something good to whoever is buying it, it can only be positive. Selling, uh, this is something I, I learned also uh, recently uh, in the past two years, three years now. I, I thought I was, I never thought about selling. All my business were, you know, related to design projects, solving a specific problem. Uh, but the end, at the end, if you don't know how to sell yourself, your service, and even uh, in-house, right? If you're in a company, you need to sell your ideas. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, I, I believe I, developed a lot of my commercial uh, understanding uh, in this past three three years with uh, experiences in sales, customer success, and uh, how this is present in basically everything that we do, right? Again, even if it's selling for a customer or if it's selling yourself to a company or your idea for your uh, colleagues, it's a, it's a commercial effort all the time. Yeah, it, it is. And I think that's one of the problems. I think Sometimes people simplify selling as just as a commercial transaction. And selling is much more than, a, than, than the commercial transaction. Of course, every business depends and lives from the commercial transaction. But selling is, for me, selling is about explaining and showing the benefit that something can bring and that your view or, or your suggestions can bring to that customer who is not only from a monetary transaction again and i think i think that's selling and as you said you sell it not only externally but you sell internally you sell in all the different processes yeah. of life and they will only buy if it makes sense to them right so it's about uh it's a win-win it should be a win-win we know that sometimes people push things that <laughs> are not great for uh, the other side but in general it's a it's a it's a transition of interest of both sides right yeah. and, and i think that's part of trying to have a, a real partnership and again probably not here we are bringing back on the monetary but that's where people would understand it anyway if you don't have a win-win situation you're not going to have a selling process in the long term. Yeah, It's going to be just short term and somebody will find something else because there is no value for it. 
And in, a, in an industry where, uh, like for example, with monogastrics, uh, it will depend on the region we're talking about, but you have a few players that control most, most of the, the market. If you do like a one-time sales, you don't, you don't deliver the, the expected value. Well, it, you're not going to have a lot of time in the market. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. And, and, and that's where developing long-term relationships are so important they are probably even more important during those pe period of time where you are not actively selling because mm -hmm. that's where you can showcase the partnership and how you can bring something of value that goes beyond that product in that bag and i think that's something that that it's extremely important to keep these uh, uh, companies on and the and the mature of the company in the long term is about these long term relationships. Yes, yes. So um, and I, I'm just having I have something here in my mind. As I come from design and communication, there's a saying which I don't know who to credit for. It's not my 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 saying, but uh, it's a uh, pretty well known. But uh, there's not nothing kills a product or a brand. As fast, uh, I, I, no, nothing kills a bad product as fast as a good promotion, right? Because <laughs> if you promote very well, you do all the marketing side of things, and you 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 bring the message in a very appealing way, and you don't deliver that, you're just accelerating the the, the death the the death process for that uh, that product or that brand, right? So you need to it needs to be a win win. Uh, and uh, Tiago, so uh, I was talking now about marketing, and you 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 have your your background in technical, right? Uh, tech, uh, technical background, a veterinarian. You've been through um, some uh, production systems, right? Uh, Global Avis that we were talking about, and I believe that gave you a lot of uh, resources for now, as you are in uh, ABVista, to better understand the pain of the people that are in the other on the other side in production system. Even though it, it was about poultry, mm -hmm. right? Um, and by the way, for English speakers, global avis would be like global poultry. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but you probably can relate lots of those pains to other 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 industries, right? So you have the technical background. You've been on your um, customer shoes. Now you are in the AB Vista, and within AB Vista, you've worked more with the commercial side of things, with the technical and marketing, right? Uh, how was your experience dealing with this multiple uh, multiple different areas, and uh, you know, transitioning from marketing to technical? How what have you learned? How how was it? That that was interesting. I think. Global Avis was an interesting school for me also because of that. It wasn't only poultry, although, yes, the biggest focus is breeders, broilers, layers. Okay. Uh, they also had an integration system for pigs, and they had some some commercial feed for ruminants and aqua. So, so I think when I was there already, I had a little bit of this experience on managing different pains as you say because some a lot of those those customers they are different and a lot of those needs they are different uh, i think when i started with with ab vista it already started with some difference because when you are in a customer you know and you understand what is the best thing to do in that one reality 
when you start to work in a commercial situation, you start to see that that reality is not exactly the same for all the different customers in different parts of, of the world. And that is an initial learning where uh, it's not like you have one recipe and it will work to everybody. Uh, and you need to be able to adapt and understand that need of that customer before bringing a solution, but before trying to sell it. So, so listening before talking is, is extremely important. Now, of course, I come from a technical background. I, 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 I left the university and went straight to work. And then I went back to the academia, did my master's, did my PhD, always on the technical environment. And the technical environment and the scientific method is, as a concept, the search for the truth. It's the search to find the right way to do things. It's the search to find errors type one and type two and isolate them and find on that situation, this is what exactly is happening. This is true and this is not true. Uh, but when you go to a commercial application and when you go to marketing and when I move into the, the managing the marketing team and the experience that I had there, that become really clear to me that that's a totally different approach. People that work into the marketing department works with a totally different approach. And it's not about finding the truth. It is about understanding the customer and finding the truth for that one customer. And that will be different for different customers. It will be different in different realities. It will be different in different opportunities. So it becomes a much less teaching experience and it becomes more of a learning experience. Uh, and that for me was a challenge because again, and I do see a lot of that in a lot of businesses on this clash between technical and marketing. Marketing for me, it is an amazing area because it's an area of connection. You can see that more on the communication, the tactical piece when you are uh, uh, positioning and presenting the product. You, and you have a lot of those clashes with the technical department on how do you balance the, the, the reality and the need to show one reality against the understanding that there are different realities for different customers. You do see that a lot of those clashes also when you look into marketing more on the strategic and 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 piece when you have also those clashes between marketing and commercial departments on how do you approach a customer, how to do the process of selling in the long term. So, and it doesn't mean that marketing is right all the time. It doesn't mean marketing is wrong all the time. But marketing is always questioning if it's not a different way how to do things. <laughs> and that's the, the, the beauty and the pain of work with the marketing department. Absolutely. There's, you'll never get to a final, final answer. There's all the time new, new uh, uh, now thinking about like a little bit broader in terms of marketing. Uh, I see a lot of this, like, uh, you know, uh, how, what's the best way for you to build your, I don't know, social media, like, let's say Instagram or uh, LinkedIn better, your LinkedIn uh, post, your publication, like, there is no magical recipe. And uh, the fact that you think there is um, uh, uh, a recipe for success, or like that's the best way, like using those colors, this type of font, or you know, delivering the message, the copywriting, the text in a specific format, 
makes uh, probably more people adhere and uh, uh, sorry, more people uh, do the same to those routes. And because of that, it starts becoming less effective. <laughs> right? So exactly, and I think. I think that's the beauty of it. It is a constant adaptation of that process because what is right to do today, it may not be right tomorrow. You have shown a classic example of that. You know, yes, you do something that way because it calls people attention because it's different up to the point that everybody starts to replicating that and then it, it, it loses the impact. We, we do see a lot. And of course, we do the same because... Uh, to be fair, that's part of the learning in in any industry is to understand that you are not alone. And a lot we learn a lot from our competitors. And I love to look into the materials from our competitors. I learn a lot from them. Uh, and some and you copy them, and because because they are doing something good else. Of course, you copy in your own way, and you copy it on. Uh, but we do the we see the same when a competitor does something that you see, yeah, they probably use some of the reference, some of the logic that we were using. And I take this as a compliment. I think that's great. That is that competitor saying you are doing a good job. No, uh, absolutely. Uh, it's definitely a form of respect from uh, from customers or sorry, um, competitors when they start getting uh, some insights from the work you are doing, right? It means, again, uh, you're doing something right. And come on, we live uh, in an era of uh, artificial intelligence, of uh, lots and lots of new ways of doing things being generated uh, by humans and by machines. Uh, but all of that is based on uh, you know past references. Nothing is built from scratch, right? Everything uh, new is actually a result of two things that already existed combined, two or three or four, right? It's all about inspiration. So, uh, and, uh, and that's how, how, how the market goes and the marketing goes, right? You need, to, you need to get inspired by things that make sense and that are working, right? Um, and uh, Tiago, one thing specific. So with all your experience on technical, how, how was it like managing marketing i understand that uh you learned all those differences about like hey there's the seek for the truth here and here it's more about questioning experimenting and uh being dynamic with uh what's going on in the market how that changed your way of thinking and uh if and uh, another question in addition to this one is that uh does does this learning um learning opportunities do they impact also you in your personal life uh, besides your professional life, how how is it? I think yes. I think there was the beginning and the end. So so I had a journey of five years more or less working with the marketing department. Uh, and and when I started, it was really difficult for me. I had at that point in time been working much more specific on the technical side with people that were uh, uh, where we would have we would share the same way of thinking that doesn't mean that you are agreeing 100 percent of the time but you are sharing the same process of thinking uh and of course managing people at that time you know i come from more of a poultry background and managing people with a ruminant background or with a swine background it's already a challenge but it's close enough that you you understand 
each other since the beginning. I think with the marketing department where I started at, there was this professional and a personal challenge. One on the on the more on the technical ish side to understand that logic and understand that process and understand that science behind the marketing. Uh, uh, to be able to know enough to manage a group of people. Because you need to, I, I personally think, you need to understand and know the basics to be able to, to, to work with that group and be able to bring some value to that discussion and that process. Uh, and, and I think I, it helped me on that. It helped me to open my mind to be able to see these different perspectives and understand there is not one right solution and one wrong solution. If you have that dichotomy, one thing is the right way to do and the other is not, that's an easy process. That you can solve that in, in, in half an hour because, because it's an easy way to do it. But most things in our life, they are not like that. They are not black and white. They are different shades of gray that you need to, to work through and understand it. And the, and the situation will change into something that's something that was clearly with one pathway and you need to change it. Uh, I came to the end of this process. I stopped managing the, the marketing team maybe two months ago. And I think that helped me a lot on, on bringing this perspective and bringing this thinking process into these other areas of the business that now I'm, I'm working with. And, and, and that gave me much more confidence to be able to work with people where I don't have the technical background to say how to do things. And that's a big challenge when you manage people is to allow them to make their same their own choices and make their own mistakes and and I, I used to say that you know that when you are really managing people one of the challenges that i have when you manage people is when you allow them to do things that you don't necessarily agree because then you are allowing them to own their own process and own their own space because if they are there just to do exactly the way you would be doing you don't need them. You can do it yourself. Uh, and it's amazing the amount of time that you get surprised that their way is better than your way. <laughs> and then you learn with the process. <laughs> and, and that's how it is. So if you look today, even, even today, after managing the marketing team for five years, I, I don't call myself a marketeer. I don't think I am a marketeer. I don't think I am. First. Because one, I need. I have a huge respect to that process, and that that the logic behind that you need to put behind to be able to do a a really good marketing exercise, and and to and and to say that I can do this now because I've seen it's happening for five years. I I don't feel that way. I can manage that. I can understand what is happening. But I have worked with really good marked people, and I don't, I, I, I wouldn't say that I can do that. It's amazing the amount of information and the amount of understanding you need to put behind to make decisions. I understand why the decisions are being made, 
but I don't understand what are the other options when they haven't been done. So, so that for me, it has been also a, a really interesting challenge and something that I will take also for the future. Uh, no, I have to agree with you uh, in all those, this process of managing people. Uh, uh, I, I, I talked about this in a few episodes with uh, people that was discussing similar uh, subjects and it's been always uh, a challenge for me and probably because I have a small te tendency or train uh, to be very, you know, go in the details and do things in my way. So uh, being open for those sort of things, like, you know, letting people think their own way and make their own decisions, it's been a challenge for me. I believe I, I, grew, I grew a lot and uh, I'm better in this, but I, I need to, I need all the time to keep, uh, you know, uh, exercising this. Um, and living with those people now uh, for five years, learning with them, working side by side with them, uh, learning at least the fundamentals you need to, to do a good work and help managing them. Uh, do you think there's anything, either tools, way of thinking, uh, any, any learning experiences that you're thinking today from marketing and bringing back to your new experience in technical as a global technical director, but uh, it's a new experience uh, that uh, brings back a lot of your past, uh, past experiences, right? Before joining marketing. What do you think are the things you are taking from marketing and bringing now to your new, new challenge as a global technical director? I think Mark gives you a, a way of thinking and give you some tools that guide and help to make clear decisions on how to talk about uh, products or services or concepts that you want to develop. Uh, there are some tools in marketing on, on development of personalities of and business personalities and, and uh, uh, customer types that I think are really interesting uh, also to bring into the technical team. One thing that I usually see on the technical side, again, the technical team usually try to search for the truth and you end up selling to yourself. You end up of selling and explaining things the way you would like to hear somebody selling you to. Uh, but marketing can help on developing these different personalities and different, these different, uh, developing these different characteristics to help you. How would you explain the same way for a different person? And, and I think that's one of the areas where I would always see a lot of benefit of working together between technical and marketing department. And again, doesn't mean it's easy. Doesn't mean it doesn't have clashes or frictions. But when marketing comes with some concepts and ideas, how do you solve this puzzle? And then the technical department try to solve it. And when it's solved, then you have a different puzzle because every customer is a different puzzle. Every customer has a different need and a different pain for you to cover through. Uh, and you need to find a way how to do that. And, and, and it's great from a marketing perspective and marketing can bring a lot of value in that sense. But a technical person has the knowledge about the products and the services. So it is the best position to be when you're trying to solve that because it's not like 
that one product solves every every problem in the world. It's just that you say things in different ways. It's a two-way interaction. If the problem is different, that one product may be the best solution, but I have these other two that can cover that. And 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 at the same time as marketing brings the challenge, technical has the background to be able to solve that. So so that has been one of the most fascinating areas uh, and one of the most engaging uh, experience I had when you are able to create that environment in a group that one starts to feed the other in a way that you can really see something really nice coming through, uh, you know, uh, on these on these fluidity that something is not a box and you sell a box and that box never change. Perfect. Uh, I love how you put them like every customer is a different puzzle and uh, that's exactly it. And uh, there are a few, uh, so the, what you were mentioning about, you know, this uh, building these profiles, personal profiles with this, with their uh, own characteristics. Uh, when we build personas, uh, the first time I, I built a, I, I started using a persona for a specific project I was doing. For me, it was kind of like, what's exactly the point of this? Like, okay, I'm trying to visualize. I know who buys from me, who's going to buy this. Uh, you know, it's someone with this and this characteristics, and that's it, right? Like, yeah, why not? Uh, but then you start noticing that there is so many other people that would buy from you or that uh, need your product and they would need it in a different way or a different product or uh, at least sometimes the same product, but pack with a different package, right? And not, uh, I'm not, I, I don't mean like a real uh, uh, package here. I mean, the way we're delivering, right? Um, and uh, there's one, one word that I love, and this is something that I learned uh, as a designer, which is context, right? Context for me is the magical word when it comes not only to design, well, I bring it from design, but it's applied to basically everything, right? So what's the context you're delivering that? Uh, I used to work with the packaging, for example, right? And uh, the, ten, the, the idea is, okay, I need to create a package for a product. And now I'm talking about the physical package, right? And you, I, uh, in the beginning, my challenge was, okay, I need to create this. How I create a, an amazing package for this product? And I would start thinking about it, the colors, the layout and everything, but I was not... I didn't have the view and the understanding by the time that the first thing I should look at is that where is this package being placed? How are the packages of all the other uh, products that are going to be around? If I want to create something that stands out and gets the attention of uh, my uh, the, the people that I want to get the, atten uh, the attention, the, the, the audience, I need to understand where it's placed. It's not like... The, the package itself, it's not a complete universe. It's something that is placed somewhere. And this is the context. And it's the same when it comes to the customer. Uh, now, if you're in the livestock produ uh, production system, you might be, uh, I don't know, independent, uh, independent producer with a specific reality. You might be a giant uh, production system. Who exactly are you trying to reach out to? We, what is the level of technical information this person can absorb? Do, do they need this technical uh, technical insights or don't? How how are you explaining 
the same product for those different people. And that's, that's the, those are the puzzles, right? Those are, those are the challenges. And it, and for me, it's just fascinating. I love the, the challenge, but it is a big challenge. <laughs> I, yeah, I think, and, and again, we are probably here talking about what the, again, the selling process and, and let's be fair when you are in the industry, especially on the commercial side and the feed additive business where you are supplier, you live by selling your product. Uh, and, and, and that's your goal. And I don't think there's nothing wrong with that, considering that point that we were talking at the beginning, that uh, uh, that sales only happen when that customer buys your product for the second or third time, because that means that he saw the value of it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think sometimes what marketing helps you is to give a step behind and say, forget about the product. You're not selling a product. Look at the customer understand the customer first when you understand the customer you understand the problems that this customer is facing then you understand what are the offers that he has in the industry and what you can offer to him and then leads you to bring a solution to that problem and that solution may have or not have your product involved into it but once you start to solve those problems you develop that relationship and the, and the monetary and the commercial process is the end goal of that. And it, hum, it happens naturally. And it happens much more in the long-term development than just selling it tomorrow. Perfect. I don't think I have anything to, <laughs> to add that. No, that's, that's, uh, that's exactly how, how we should, at least, uh, at least in my point of view, how we should uh, understand things. And that's why customer centered design customer user experience that's all all you know all the uh, some of the main topics that are being discussed today and uh, although it it's quite of like mainstream thinking way of thinking today like hey customer first we see a lot that in a you might start with an idea like that and trying to achieve that on a daily basis it's a big challenge to keep having this because you have a lot of other problems when it comes to your production system, your uh, your production system, I mean your factory or wherever you're producing, the challenges, the prices, uh, and uh, how to make that profitable uh, and delivered with great value to a customer. That is, it's it's uh, it's hard a lot of times to keep putting your customer as a priority. It's a constant exercise that we need to do. If we don't, we we there's a great chance that. They are forget, uh, forget, we forget about them and if you forget about them, then you're in a bad shape. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, th I think it's, a, again, we go in circles, what we discussed before, uh, you are right. I think people talking about customer centric, uh, uh, relationship, it's not new when everybody's talking about that. Uh, are they really, do they really understand what a customer centric company is and are the actions that that company is developing exactly customer centric because because that's where there is a lot of theory but you need to put in practice and 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 i would question if sometimes myself continue to to do that uh, the second point and that's the beauty of it maybe in X amount of time, every business in the world will be customer centric. And that, that's not 
an advantage anymore and you need to figure out another way how to do it. <laughs> and, and that's the beauty of the development of, of anything in life, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, the changes and the, the, the way how the dynamics of the market work. Awesome. Tiago, uh, we're getting to the end uh, of our conversation here. Uh, uh, I'd like to start wrapping up. Uh, first, I'd like to thank you for the great conversation and insights here. I just loved it. It was great to uh, talk to you about uh, your experiences and our views of marketing and technical. Um, and just before we wrap up, I want to ask you a few things. Um, first is... You've been in AB Vista and, uh, well, you've been in the market uh, for a while now. Do you have any advice? Would you have any advice for, your, uh, for the younger Tiago when he was just starting something that maybe you took more time to realize uh, that you'd like to, you know, you'd, you'd like someone to have uh, told about this uh, advice in the past? I'm really happy how my, my professional life has gone through. So I have no regrets, but I could go back, talk to myself. I would say, you know, be brave, you know, don't, don't, don't hold yourself based on what you know and, and see those areas and those opportunities on areas that you don't know as what they are. They are opportunities and, and, and allow it to, for you to learn because at the end of the day you are going to get better you know it's not about being better tomorrow it's about being better in three four five years time and if you have that that logic i think that that is that is something that i would tell to myself loved it's a good one and tiago any recommendations of books movies podcasts uh anything for our audience that they you know, about marketing, about anything, actually, even uh, a movie you like or anything. I, I, I'm quite of open of that, of course, on podcasts. I, was, I think Wisenetics would be one that, yes, everybody needs <laughs> to listen to. <laughs> uh, uh, I think there are learning process uh, on everything. I usually don't like to watch anything specific on the area, only for the sake of, of watching it. But I, I've seen a lot of interesting documentaries from, from different industries. And I think nowadays on, on the streaming, it became quite more frequent to have those kind of, of, of documentaries and series related to, to, to these areas. So you have some interesting, I was watching the movie about, I think it's about the McDonald's. I don't remember the name of the, the movie when they were talking about the, the the creation of the McDonald's itself and how they were able to bring innovation by the way that you set up to build the burger. So you have the, the burgers in front of you in five minutes and not 30 minutes. Uh, and how that drive drove to, to a huge growth of the business. So innovation is not only about making a better burger it may be to make the same burger faster uh, uh there are there is also one or two interesting series about terranos and and the build and and flaw of that what was at one point 
uh, one of the great unicorns in the in the uh, blood analysis in the world. Uh, so th th this is the kind of thing that I like to watch a lot of those documentaries and and see from those documentaries where are the concepts and how how I can bring something into my life. Well, innovation is about getting things from other areas, <laughs> getting inspired yes. by them and applying them to your reality, right? Sometimes uh, innovation is not something new. It's just something it's something new for that universe. Yes. Right? So yeah. that's awesome. Great. And Tiago, last thing is, uh, where can our listeners find you online? So, yes, I have usually post uh, quite active in LinkedIn. So, AB Vista, Tiago, Tedeschi dos Santos, you're going to find me there. Uh, yeah, that's usually where, where I am. And yes, in the podcast here also. <laughs> we'll see <laughs> no, it it podcast <laughs> yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Tiago, thanks a lot for your time today. It was a great conversation. I really appreciate you taking the time for uh, to meet with me and our audience here. And for you that have been listening to us, thanks a lot for your company and see you on our next episode. Bye. Thanks. Thanks, Ricardo. Thanks, WiseNet, for the invitation. And yes, yes, we are here whenever necessary in the future. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. Bye. Looking to elevate your brand and captivate audiences through the power of podcasting? Look no further. Introducing the custom podcast brought to you by Wisemetics, where we take care of the behind the scenes so that you can focus on what truly matters. Podcasting has become an invaluable tool for brand awareness, but let's face it, putting it into practice can be a daunting task. It's incredibly time consuming and requires technical know-how, but don't worry, we've got you covered. With our experienced team at The Help, we'll handle the operational aspects so you can channel your energy into what your company does best. Are you ready to unleash the podcasting potential of your company? Schedule a call with one of our specialists today at the link in the bottom of this episode. You'll also receive a free podcast strategy consult tailored to the unique needs and goals of your business.